This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Hey, so I am broadcasting here from Ghana. I'm in Accra uh, in a condo, which I think is one of the best decisions I made, and I didn't make it on my own. It was God. (laughs) <laughs> because I tried to stay at the Marriott, uh, which was recommended, and I uh, it was sold out, as were all of the fancy hotels, because, you know, if I'm going to travel to a place, I wanted to, you know, I was told that divorce yourself from the creature comforts that you're used to, but I am a very particular finicky type of person. If you if you follow this podcast or my radio show, you kind of know that about me. So I wanted to stay someplace that I'm familiar with. I understand Marriott, <laughs> but I couldn't stay at the Marriott. But a buddy of mine um, got me um, a condo. And uh, so I rented a condo, which was uh, not something that I thought uh, I would want to do. But I was like, okay, well, at least I could go buy food and, you know, uh, live my life and, um, you know, kind of uh, understand Ghana from a different perspective. But the condo came with a driver, um, $20 a day. I got to um, have somebody drive me around. So no Uber, whatever, which ended up also being invaluable. But that being said, I got to experience a lot of things that I think most people who came with a group, uh, with a set of, you know, with a set itinerary and in a regular hotel, um, didn't get to understand about this place. Uh, so I'm in Accra doing this podcast, and I went to a museum uh, in a place called Kumasi. So I had to get on an airplane, which another airplane. Okay, yeah, y'all know I don't like to fly, but it was the best experience I've had. Now, the airport notwithstanding, not what I'm used to at all. No electric, you know, no kiosk to check in, all of that. Some people traveling different. That's all I'm going to say. You have to experience for yourself. I'm not going to give y'all any insight into the traveling experience here. Maybe I will tell you about the roads on in another podcast, Lord Jesus. But I get on a plane to Kamasi. It's like 40 minutes. Actually, coming back, it was 33 minutes because we left late, which is another thing. Time is a different thing here. Uh, and I used to think, you know, um, they say T- CP time. I know every group has their own uh, joke about being late. But black folk, we you know, we have colored people's time, and we think it's very, you know, germane to us is not African and and since I've been here what time is it is not really on on my mind actually leaving America to on 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 Delta the the plane left late not because the plane wasn't there but because the staff was on their own time chilling I mean it left like 30 minutes late 40 minutes late the plane was there they were just lollygagging because they're on their own time and it's not what I've what I've learned being here is not a criticism. It's that what's really important is is time important. Yes, we have to be places at a certain time, but why? I always thought about this would work, and I think I'm going to go off on a tangent. I might do. I have to do a podcast on the Asante um, Palace in another podcast because that was what I was going to do here. But I, I I think it's important to to note that everything that we do and everything that we hold 
as important has been taught to us, has been indoctrinated into our psyche as important. So time, I remember when I was working at the Daily News and I, I would get my assignment in the morning when I was on the editorial board. I had been there about 10 years at this point. I'm on the editorial board, um, maybe it was about 12 years. And I'm, I was given an assignment. We would have our morning meeting at 11 o'clock. So I guess I had to be there by 11, but my start time was 10, right? But why did I have to be there at 10? There was nothing to do between 10 and 11. 11 o'clock, we have our meeting. After the meeting, you know, during the meeting, you get your assignment, and you have until 5 o'clock to do your, you know, actually the deadline was 5 o'clock, right? I would usually finish my piece by 1, which allowed me to do a host of other things. So during that time, I wrote two, three books while I was on the editorial page, using the time after I finished my work for the Daily News to interview, to go do different things. Um, and I remember my coworker, Jonathan Capehart, on one afternoon, it was early on, I was doing a book with LL Cool J saying to my boss at the time, Michael Goodwin, why, is she, why did she get to leave? And he said, she's finished. She's fast, you know, she's finished. And I loved Michael Goodwin for that because what he was saying basically was that why, because uh, I, I explained to him, can I go, you know, I didn't, I wasn't disrespectful. I asked him if I could leave and he was like, sure. But I'm like, to sit here and what, twiddle my thumbs, walk the hallways, go to lunch, come back, sit here, read magazines. What, what am I going to do between now and five o'clock? That's, that's valuable. But people come to work at eight, nine o'clock lollygag, coffee, do a bunch of bull crap. But how much work, how much work time is actually spent since we talk about time? I have watched people get up here at five, six o'clock in the morning to work, but there's no schedule. You know, they do what they do while they're doing it. They take time to, to play. I've seen so many people just stop and play board games and play soccer or play like run. They, they take time to, to eat, to commute, to, to be family. You know, it, it, is, it is a marvel. And it clicked with me because we're, we're all on this treadmill, this schedule where you have to get up, you have to be somewhere at a certain time, you're on the train, we're like herded, we're like cattle. Michelle said it's like the walking dead. You think about getting up and having to be somewhere and you're huddled in these trains and these buses and on these streets and you're walking, you're going to work, you gotta be there at a certain time, you're stressed out, you get there. What's your assignment? Could you do that from home? Would you be more effective if you did it on your own time? The way we have our system of work and, and how we have our system of time, and listen, I'm somebody, I hate my time being wasted because I feel like we don't have enough here, but if I, place little value on it from a standpoint of it's not important, would I be as upset, would I be as stressed out if people didn't show up? Could I do something else while I wait for them? Is there something else that I can get done? And what I've learned being here is yeah, yeah. We missed our plane to Kamasi the first day because we were late, <laughs> got up. We had the time off or whatever. And again, time operates differently here. Got there, plane, already left or they were boarding and we couldn't get on. And what was cool about us, the, the, you know, those of us who were on this trip is that nobody tripped. Everybody was like, okay, must not have been meant to do. Okay, what are we gonna do? Let's go eat. Let's go, yeah. we, had something else. we had something else that we could do. Nobody tripped over missing the plane to Kamasi to go to, you know, 
the Asante Palace and the, um, at Manchia or to go to the Kinti Cloth Village or to go. We didn't trip. We were like, okay, we'll go and we'll just get tickets for the next day. And that's what happened. No tripping and no stress and everything got done. And we ended up going to Manchia the next day and it was even better because what we did that day was hang out with one of Michelle's aunts and she's from Kamasi. So she was able to give us a whole history chapter and verse of her life story and everything. And it was amazing. And it made the trip to Kamasi so much more powerful because then we went to visit her home, her sister's home, and got to see Michelle where she came. You know, I wouldn't have had the same desire or understanding had, had we got her on the, gotten on that plane to Kamasi that day. You don't know what you're being saved from. I'm not advocating that people should just wholesalely be late because here's the thing too. There's a character flaw in people who are chronically late. and There's a character issue with people who are constantly wasting their time and the time of others. There's a character problem with people who are disrespectful of people's time. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the level of stress that we put on ourselves with time and how we put that on other people. I have a brother who is chronically late <laughs> to go out to places. So I make the adjustment. If, if we're supposed to be somewhere at four, I tell him it's three. I know he's going to be late. So I make the adjustment so I'm not stressed out and he's not stressed out. And I'm not giving him a free pass, but he's not going to change, right? So I'm like, okay. Only thing that can change in the equation is me and how I deal with it, because you choose to be upset about things, right? So I'm not going to be upset about anything. We just make the adjustment, and you know what? Even if he is even later than that, so what? Who, did anybody die? Is anybody going to die? What's important, right? Work is one thing, but even work, you know, those of us who are in offices that are constructed by Europeans who have, and I'm saying Europeans because I'm, I'm getting away from something, but I'm also trying to move into something that the system that we currently operate in doesn't service us, doesn't, doesn't service any of us. I'm not just talking about black folk. I'm talking about any of us. It doesn't function well. It, it, it keeps a hierarchy and it keeps a 1% in a certain place. And I'm not an elitist and I'm not a socialist and I'm not any of those things. I'm just saying that we're all human beings, and the goal in life should be, uh, I'm, this is my hashtag, healthy, wealthy, and wise. The goal in life is to be happy, right, and to not be stressed, right? And so many of us are in a system that is, has stress built into it, and, and we need to challenge the system as subtly as possible, maybe as strongly as possible to, to be different. Now, on the other side, I, I do a radio show. If I'm not there at 3 o'clock when that mic opens, the mic's going to open and the mic's going to close at 5.56.40. That's the exact time. That show is going to shut down whether I'm there or not. It's going to open whether I'm there or not. That's the block of time. There's going to be something on those airwaves. Uh, so, yeah, I have to be there at that time. But other than the things that you have to be there for, I'm saying that we should relax. That's all. All right. So in the next podcast I'm going to do, we'll actually talk about um, Kumasi in the, ca in the castle, in the palace that I visited uh, there, uh, because I want to talk about the Adinka symbols and the power of, of, of a village coming together. And I also want to talk about mirrors. So stay tuned to the next podcast. I appreciate y'all. Um, let me go on this random rant while I'm here in Ghana. Um, and I just, you know, the, the notion of, of changing your mind about things 
I think is really important that we challenge everything that we've been taught, everything that we think about the world, everything that we think about ourselves and one another. I think we should challenge it every single day, you know, when we come up against something. Like, I've had to really check myself. I, at some point, I was like, you are acting just like um, a colonizer. <laughs> Like I had to, because, you know, you came in with, the, 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 oh, I'm going to fix this. Or you see a child and you're like, I want to take this child back. Who does that? Who does that? Who does that? You know who does. You know. You know the type of people that do that. You see a child is so cute and they're hungry and they're out there begging. Oh, my God, I could just take them back with me. Not an orphan. A child with a mother. Like, who does that? I was like, what is wrong with you? I had to talk, talk to myself. But your, your heart and your mind, you're saying, well, I, I want to rescue them from this situation. Who the hell are you? Oh, I want to give them religion. I'm saying something right now. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to free these heathens from their pagan religion. What? Who are you? As I ride through this town and see people with Christmas hats and freaking Merry Christmas signs and bull crap that's been brought here by colonizers who thought that their way was better, brought an education system that thought their way was better. When these kids here are killing it, like our schools are nothing <laughs> for them because they're that smart, because their system works better. How about that? Um, I'm just, oh, okay. Y'all got to come to Ghana. All right. Listen, uh, I'm going to finish this up now. Follow me on Twitter, at Karen Hunter. Use the hashtag podcast so I can search on Twitter because that's where I go back and forth with people. Check out my YouTube channel, at Karen Hunter Show on YouTube. Subscribe to that and uh, share this with everybody that you know who is not familiar with me. And get the SiriusXM app so you can listen to me. Three, uh, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday on Sirius XM. Get the app. All right. Uh, till next time. Appreciate y'all.